everybody, Dean McKenzie here. I just wanted to stop in here at the top of the episode and say be sure to stick around for the end to hear a special message from Rachel and I. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome to this episode of Dungeon Wives. Dungeon Wives. Uh, my name is Mackenzie. My name is Rachel. Or should I say the, the bit? This is a show where I go on dungeon dives with my dungeon with wife. Dungeon Wives. Wife. Or dungeon dive with your dungeon, dungeon wife. wife. I'm glad we do this at the beginning of every, every episode. Time. <laughs> now, <laughs> um, I hope you don't get sick of it because we know one joke, the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> You're more right than you want to be. <laughs> Watching you laugh at that was very funny. <laughs> um, hey. Hi. Hey. I'm speaking to our listeners. Oh, okay. Would you, would you like to say something? No, by no I just wanted to say hey. Oh, okay. Hi, everybody. I hope you're all holding up well. We're excited to be playing some D&D today. Yeah. I don't think we have anything to say, really. We don't no, have any announcements. We, I mean, th- thank goodness. Honestly. <laughs> thank goodness. You want to dive in some D&D? Let's, uh, yeah, let's deep dive into some dragons and dungeons well this is the first opening we've had in like a while that hasn't been like three minutes Meandering. long <laughs> yeah are you ready i'm proud of us yes where we last left off alkyne and alexandrite caught the attention of two dread knights guarding a mysterious camp and engaged in battle alex and alkyne kicked some ass broke some manicures and eventually the mysterious vampiric young man came to try and fight but when he realized he was outnumbered he retreated and left a bloody mark on alexandrite's face that was kind of it because we left off with the image of the green tablet the young man was speaking to lighting up and our heroes looking on all right let's go fuck with that <laughs> you want to just go fuck it yeah let's okay. go fuck with that so you i assume your dust devil and everything is is all are you a wolf still yeah and the dust devil is still going, yes. Well, it only has a, cu- a little bit left because it only lasts for a minute. Yeah, it went for it'll, like it'll fizzle out. Eight rounds. So it did real good. It did really good. I'm proud of it. Yeah, because I wasn't able to hit you and break your concentration. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> you get out of here. <laughs> um, so, yes, you walk over to the camp and there is a small fire burning that you saw earlier. Right. There is the tent to your right. And then, yeah, there's sort of like a makeshift table with this like green runic looking tablet and it, well, the tablet is stone, but there's right. like a green light lighting up okay. in the middle of it. Can I sniff anything in the tents? Roll a perception check. Okay. I'm going to do dice for You have time. 15 dice in your I hand. Know, that's why I'm going to do dice what? Why do you I have? won't do it with all of them. Why do you have so much dice in uh, your hands? Because I deserve it. That's true. You deserve the world, babe. Sure do the whole dice world. Mm, oh. All of them are bad. No, that one was a nat twenty. That one is a nat twenty, which means it will roll bad on the next roll. Exactly. So I have to get rid of it. All right. All right. I had a feeling it was going to be the Monet dice today. Monet dice. The Monet dice. Yeah, I bought you those. I bought you those. Extremely, they're gorgeous dice. Okay, that's a. Oh shoot. Oh, and also, uh, well, you're a wolf right now. So it's, mm-hmm. but you, I think, I believe if it's a smell check, is that what you're trying to do? Yes. You have advantage on uh, checks relying on smell because you're a wolf. I got two. You only roll one more die. You already rolled one. Oh, you got a 16 on it. I thought you were going to. You roll okay. again. Okay. Okay. So I thought you were going to be like, um, your 16 is canceled. No, your 16 is your first roll. 
And then that's right. your second. And the yeah, 16, so was 16 was higher. was higher. That's how advantage okay, works. Well, now that I've learned how advantage works, let's play <laughs> some D&D. This, this is a learning podcast here. Uh, so, yeah, I think, we'll, you know, you have to use your wolf's perception skill. Okay, so because I am a dire wolf, a, dire a wolf. giant purple, a dire wolf yes. right now, mm-hmm. um, that 16 is now going to be a 19. Sexy. So you're sniffing in the tent specifically? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't smell anything, like you don't smell anyone else in there. That's not, not even anything like embarrassing, like <sighs> his dirty panties or no i was i was thinking more like his mom still packs his lunch for him (laughs) oh i'm gonna take the fruit roll up though um (laughs) that's not what you sniff you do smell that that person has been in there because you smelled him a little bit um if you kind of stick your head in you don't smell anybody else you you peek your little peek your little wolf nose in there and sniff 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 sniff. uh you these things don't necessarily rely on smell, but you rolled a 19 on perception, so you just see these with your eyeballs. Um, <laughs> you see that there is a like a bedroll, kind of like a like mm-hmm. a, a quaint bedroll. Um, he really did just like leave all his shit. Yeah, and a and a small chest. Oh, I'm gonna knock that small chest around in my giant wolf paws. <laughs> like bad at it, like a cat. Yeah, you do that. Sure, I'm gonna gnaw in it. You know, yummy. What are you trying to do? I don't know. I'm gonna knock it out of the tent. It okay, you like pick it up delicately in my beautiful dire wolf jaws (laughs) and present it to Alex. Um, okay, so you pick up this. uh, You're a pretty big wolf, so I'm a a big boy. It looks like a like those little, just little bitty, like kind of cylindrical treats that dogs get. You know what I mean? Those Mm -hmm. little stuffed treats. It looks like that. You carry it out to Alex. She turns kind of shocked. It's like, oh, um. Uh, drop, drop it. I drop it. Oh, that's weird. Um, <laughs> and she looks down at it and it's kind of covered in slobber now. And she puts her hand on this like large padlock at the bottom. Uh, that's sort of on it. That's, yeah. c- that's keeping it locked. And she says, um, it, uh, it looks locked. And then she wipes her, the slobber off of her hand. I don't really know how to open locks. Do you? Hmm, I see where you're coming from there. <laughs> she kind of laughs. Um, what do you want me to do with it? Uh, I'm going to poof back into this bit's over. I'm going <laughs> to poof back into Alkaini and be All like, right. oh, I guess we could take it to like, um, like a locksmith in the next town. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah we don't figure out how to open it i mean i'm not good at picking locks i'm not oh, kind we of have plenty of time to learn cool like that oh i should lo- okay yeah you could you learn i guess i could actually um i'm gonna just what? just for kicks and giggies <laughs> oh no um you know i've got all that like shit in, in my horns and my hair and stuff sure yeah M- madam dm yes 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 my uh my no, go on. Sweet, yeah. Little, um, what do you call like a not like someone who lives in a kingdom? Surf peasant. My sweet little surf. <laughs> My plebeian. What do you like? <laughs> um, can I have a bobby pen? Yeah, a sh- fantasy bobby sh- pen. Sure. <laughs> a, a Robert pen, perhaps. <laughs> a Robert Baratheon pen. 
I'm done. I'm going <laughs> to punch you in the face. Uh, uh, sure, you probably yeah. have something akin to a bobby pin. I'm um, going to just fuck around with the lock. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to let you do this uh, a million times. No. You don't have, like, thieves tools proficiencies. No. You're not going to add your proficiency to this. No. I think just roll a straight dex check. Just because that's... <laughs> it's a four. Wait, no, that was a 12. Okay. So it's a 16. No, no, no. It's a 14. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. It's I'm okay. Gay. I don't have to know how to do math. <laughs> it's a 14. Okay. Um. Yeah. So you you get down and you put this bobby pin in and you don't know what you're doing. So you're kind of just I like. I think actually you need like multiple <laughs> things. But you know what? The thing is, it's our world. It's our world. So. Well, good thing it's not going to open anyway because you um, put it in there and you start fussing around with it. And you don't know what you're doing. So you're literally just like moving it in circles in there and you feeling kind of good you're like oh yeah this looks like how i've seen occasionally people do this um and <laughs> this is um, all extremely sensual <laughs> you think you hear a click and you pull and nothing happens and delicious you fit around with it more and it just it doesn't seem to be budging with a bobby pin but it didn't like like the bobby pin didn't like become red hot when i inserted it or like it bit me. The lock bit me. Or no, because even though you did not check for traps, there doesn't seem to be a trap. You know, in her own way, she's checking for traps. <laughs> By trying to activate By them. By triggering them, Just yeah. blindly activating them is how Alkaini checks for traps. Yeah, she's like, is that a trap? Let me Let touch, me touch it. it. <laughs> and that way we'll Let know for sure. Let me lick it and see what happens. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. Is there anything in the camp? That would indicate, like, any papers, any weaponry. Not that are out, no. Well, we're obviously going to rifle through shit. There's I mean, nothing to Alpine rifle through, will. but the chest that you cannot get open. Okay. Everything seems to be, it seems to be clean. It seems like this was pretty. So no bedrolls, even? There was a bedroll. There was the a bedroll. Okay. There was a single bedroll in the tent that the young man was using. Um, there's nothing in it when you look through it. It's literally just a simple bedroll. Right. And then there was just a chest next to it. It seems like this was... Um, a very, this was intended to be a very quick camp. They weren't going to stay at it long. It was put up very quickly. It seems like everything that would maybe inhabit this camp is either in this chest or it is the tablet that is outside. Are the tents collapsible? It's only one tent and, and yeah, it's a very simple collapsible tent. Like we're going to take it. Uh, okay. We're going to take it down right now, but just know that like the tent is ours now. Okay. Okay. All right. So yeah, it's, it's like a basic camping tent that you would find in any okay. store. So. Well, now that we've meandered long enough. It's mm-hmm. time to look at that tablet. Okay, so what do you want to do to it? Touch it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <sighs> Let me roll 15d8. Uh, <laughs> can you imagine? They didn't have time to set traps. All right. They d- <laughs> they did not. So, I am stalling so i can pull up my notes and i'm gonna pull my notes up and they're here are you ready for this really good i could have just said the vampire draco malfoy is so incompetent because he is putting so much energy into impressing his father rather than standing on his own two feet that of course he forgot to set traps once again you're making a lot of assumptions about this character. and i will continue to make those assumptions even after i am proven incorrect <laughs> all right so alkaini you are just gonna go up and just straight up touch yeah. it oh yeah I love that you're like this. <laughs> it's very fun for me. <laughs> I mean, Lady Dionysia was like, here, fucking idiot teenage baby, save the world. And Alkaini said, can I touch it first? 
She has her reasons. I know she does. It's very <laughs> sweet. And Elkini doesn't know those reasons. So perhaps it is, in fact, her own precocious propensity Ooh. to engage tactilely <laughs> with the universe around her that makes her ideal for such a task. Alkaini walks up to this <laughs> runic looking tablet iPad. that is what <laughs> you interrupt all of my <laughs> things Sorry, it's, just, it's just fantasy ipad it's no it's no it's let like me have this one <sighs> it's fantasy let ipad this one you walk up to the along fantasy with iPad. every other thing that i've gotten so far i give you so much because you know so why because you love me and i'm in love wife. with you and you're my wife mm-hmm I love you so much, dude. <laughs> I love you, too. <laughs> so, Alkaini walks up to this fantasy iPad, but that is actually a just stone gray <laughs> tablet with green runic writing that is glowing slightly. And she just puts her hand on it. No, 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 with my finger. You put your finger on it. Yeah. Your vision goes black. You feel heat against your face as if you're sitting too close to a fire. You feel your eyes open, but there is nothing but darkness. You are straining and frantically looking around for a sight. You know that you are looking, but you can't see anything. And then all of a sudden, a giant burst of lava shoots out from the ground and opens this hole, and this unbelievably giant hand and arm begins to reach out from this molten light as the lava flows towards your feet. It grabs onto the ground, and then it begins to pull something out of the lava. You see the top of a large head come out your sight almost seems to zoom in to the face of whatever is emerging you see soot covered cracked skin as the lava and fire is dripping from the forehead of this creature bright red eyes snap open and look at you you come back to reality you take a deep breath in you're you're still here you're still alive you're on the ground, you're laying on your back, and Alex is looking at you in panic, blood from her cheek falling onto your shoulder. You look over at the green tablet, and it now shows the vision of the helm you saw the, lo- the young man talking to earlier. It lo- lifts its head up, it disappears, and the tablet goes dark, no longer glowing with green light. Well. And you feel alive. Yeah. You're back in the world. Alex looks panicked. She says, what happened? And the feeling feels similar to what happened to you. In the in the cavern with the tomb. Yes. Like the feeling of like a vision mm-hmm. feels similar, but obviously the images are vastly different other than maybe eyes being the only common denominator. As there want to be. And she sort of holds on to you. Um... Are you okay? What happened? I know what I saw. What did you see? I, I saw you fall back and... How long was I out? Um, it only felt like maybe a, a minute, minute and a half, but you were kind of writhing and you looked terrified and you were trying to mumble something and, and, and then you came back. Cool. Uh, so, on my end of things... I saw was all of a sudden uh I was not here obviously I was in this like pitch black space and then from that space there's a bunch of lava and a very large arm and then a head okay like a fire giant 
You just saw saw that? Yeah. Then I woke up. And then that guy was in the tablet. I didn't see I was looking at you. There was whoever was talking to, um, you know, the main dude who attacked us. She looks over and she was she's sort of leaning down to be with you. And then she stands up and w- walks just a few feet that it takes to get over to it. And she sort of closes her eyes and grabs it really quickly and opens her eyes again and looks over at you. She realizes nothing is happening to her and she picks it up and she kind of shakes it. <laughs> she goes, I mean, it's not glowing anymore. I don't think anything's happening from it anymore. We should smash that. We should smash the shit out of that. She holds it out to you. All right, I'm gonna smash it. All right, you. What do you smash it on? It's you're on like dirt right now, so it would. Are there like no like random rocks? Uh, yeah, I guess it was sitting on a rock. Yeah. All right, Let's roll. Just roll strength check. Oh boy. Mm, no. <laughs> I, you don't even need to know. No. I, I think the audience needs to know. Um, that's gonna be because. Keep in mind that Alkyone's strength modifier is a negative one. Mm-hmm. So this is what we in the biz like to call a dirty one, meaning that I rolled a two. But it was a minus one. And then one. somehow <laughs> it got worse. <laughs> um, so you 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 grab she gives this to you and you grab it and nothing happens, thankfully. Like you don't fall into a vision. You walk over to the rock it was sitting on and you're like you like give a look <laughs> and you hold it over your head, you bring it down on the rock <laughs> And it's like you you aimed too close to the edge. So then it just like, and like it hits the edge and then starts flipping and you dodge out of the way of it. And it just sort of like flies backwards because you hit it. Does that make sense? Yeah. You hit it on the edge and it just started like rapidly spinning and you had to f- jump out of the way of it. And it goes flying like 30 feet back. <laughs> Good enough. You're just going to leave it <laughs> yeah. in the ground over there? Fuck, I don't know where it is. Maybe you could go find it very I easily. I could, but I'm not gonna. Okay. You're just going to leave it here? Yeah, it's nighttime, right? It is nighttime, yes. So you you would theoretically be setting up camp soonish. Why would we set up camp? Unless you're joining well, we through the have night. One right here. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom, baby. That's what I like to call in the biz. Bada bing, bada boom. Your horses are still a little ways out because you left them to get closer, so you'd have to yeah, get your horses. Yeah, we're gonna forget the horse. We're not gonna forget the horses. I'm just saying. Every D and D game I play, and we forget our horses. So. All right. So, head over. <laughs> head over. We'll, we'll head over. Uh, grab Panny and Lilac. Bring into the light. All right. <laughs> All right. And you set camp for the night? Yep. Yep. All yep. right. Give me that long rest. Hey, guess what? You get it, baby. Ugh. That long rest is yours. Yes. It's tasty. Yes. It's wonderful. Mm. You mm. you do your normal take, you know, a turn sleeping and you, you watch while Alex sleeps and vice versa. You sleep through the night with no one bothering you nice the the fire eventually stamps itself out sort of as daylight creaks to the land (laughs) and i assume you are continuing your journey yep 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 already we wake up bright and early we are ready to go we are invigorated by success (laughs) (laughs) you only have uh, about two more days to go before you reach charvas unless you do anything crazy on your journeys there (laughs) i think that we're gonna sort of just Skip ahead to making it to the city. Yeah. Anything you would like to do? No. No, I think we're good. There's oh. nobody new to, to to give a friendship bracelet to, and there hasn't been not, there's not not a lot of opportunities on the ground to grab a new friendship bracelet. No. So 
Into Charvas we go. Into Charvas you go. What were you pointing at? Kiki. Hello, baby. <laughs> Our cats are very cute. I wish this was a video medium only occasionally so people could see only, our only only for cat cam only for hashtag cat cam baby oh to be a sleepy cat stretched out on the rug oh if only oh. <laughs> are you ready yeah let's go so you continue the next two days oh, is charvas a city of cats it is not sadly. is it overrun with cats like rome I wish, but no. I mean, like, well, there are cats in the city because yeah, cats like can be cats. pets. Yes. I don't mean, like, is it, is it <laughs> all tabaxi city? All tabaxi, baby. Uh, no, I mean, there are, there are animals in any city you go to because that's how, that's how the world works. There are, there are domestic pets, yes, mm, in this good. world, which makes it probably a little strange if folk like tabaxi exist, but. <laughs> oh, we don't have to get into the implications of that now. <laughs> but, um, yes, there are domestic pets. Uh, whatever city you go to, probably. <laughs> uh, so you continue the next two days uh, to make it to Charvas. Uh, nothing really bothers you. You journey with Alex. You spend the days on horseback, talking, looking at the sights, sort of just walking next to the Gulf of Suna and looking out on the ocean. And it's kind of nice just having some days to hang out with this new friend. And you two are sort of growing closer as you continue to move in this journey together and after those two days it's about midday when you finally arrive um and see sort of a city uh, good ways in the distance but you will reach it within the next hour and as you get closer and closer you see that it is an incredibly large and grandiose looking city ooh, ooh. it is surrounded by a giant wall it's like this giant circular wall surrounding the city that is sort of in this glimmering blue stone and metal and all across the wall there are these little sort of square areas where uh, grand waterfalls are like falling out of the walls of the city oh <laughs> and the waterfalls uh, fall into this giant moat that surrounds the entire city. And there's this giant, giant bridge that you are making your way towards. And you see that the moat sort of um, kind of goes off into the Gulf of Suna, into the ocean. And you see that above the, the bright wall, you can see the roofs of buildings that belong to tall, slender buildings that have sort of like clothing wires attaching them, filled with bright fabrics. And there's balconies filled with large, gorgeous greenery. Uh, there's also, you see as you get closer, a large amount of people that are all across this bridge that are flowing in and out of the city and it, it looks like you would assume maybe this is a busy city but like this looks very busy there has to be a reason it sort of has the energy of like the Brooklyn Bridge when people are walking around just like you know families couples animals running around <laughs> you hear music in the distance it's, everything's just sort of looks happy in the sunlight uh, you also start hearing large pops of fireworks and kids laughing and screaming. Uh, and you also, as you get closer and closer, smell the smell of fish cooking with some of the most incredible spices your nose has ever smelt. And as you get closer, you realize there's got to be some sort of party or festival, festival happening here. Yeah. And there was a place 
basically right outside the city for you to park horses if you want to go in and it's spend some time. Fair. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> you can park your horses and uh, walk and through the field. All right. Yeah, mm-hmm. Alkaini's pumped. Alkaini's forgotten that she has to tell whoever the leaders here the bad things are coming. <laughs> All right. So. Alkaini's like, this feeling? <laughs> it's going to last forever, baby. <laughs> so, yeah, you park your horses and you begin walking across this sort of large moat bridge. The moat is the water, correct? So the bridge is just yeah. like the bridge. Yeah. So you begin walking across this huge bridge. There's um, fun stalls. There's candy there's fireworks there's music instruments there's like anything you can imagine if you want to look at some fun stuff if you want to interact with anybody people are running around looking very very excited there seems to be a very like um similar theme of like blue colors sort of going on like garlands made out of blue flowers so yeah that is what you see and you begin making your way into the city there are these sort of like large there's just this large sort of opening at the into the wall as you get all the way across the bridge it takes you a very good chunk of time just because people are slow moving because yeah. they're stopping for food and candy and and like costume pieces and various things <laughs> um, a lot of kids you see have like blue face paint on that are sort of like they all sort of look the same they all have like it sounds kind of grotesque but they they it's like they have blue face paint made to look like there's water coming out of their mouths almost okay uh, that sort of does that make sense? Yeah. Like it's like it's like their little chins are like painted blue, and they mm-hmm. have little like blue spots all over their face, and it's very very blue, very watery kind of vibes. It's a water festival. Maybe you have to you have to figure Mayhaps. it out or ask or about what this is, and um, yeah. So there's these large sort of where maybe a giant gate would be, but it is it is open now, inviting people into the city. It takes you a very long time, as I said, to get all the way across the bridge just because yeah people are taking their time and enjoying themselves and as you walk into the city you see that it kind of like the vibe of the city i have to figure out how to like describe it but it kind of has like the like vibe of like a downtown italy kind of in terms of like i just watched under the tuscan sun and also, I'm okay, thinking okay. about, like, Nine, the movie when the scene where, you know, Nicole Kidman is walking around Italy and singing. Like, those sort of, like, tight alleyways that are these streets that sort of are very ramped. There's, like, a lot of different levels to this city. Does that make sense? Yes. And so it's, like, these sort of, like, very tall, slender buildings with these gorgeous balconies that are all kind of interconnected. And then these sort of streets that sort of weave in and out between the buildings in ways that don't make any sense but are beautiful. And they have these kind of cobblestone ground that sort of goes up and down and weaves throughout all the buildings. And there's just people everywhere all over the place and yeah there's pets and cats and dogs and it's 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 a very very beautiful city i think that even though you've been in i mean the last town we went in was not doing well and also small yeah and even then biergo is one of the biggest cities in the continent on this this part of the continent but it's very spread out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a very, like, wide it's city. It's L.A. versus New York. Yeah, this is a very tight... Mm-hmm. It, it, there seems to be, like, the same amount of people, but in a much tighter space, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Is there, perhaps, uh, a sweet fantasy Polish man uh, trying to prove... Fantasy Polish. Trying to prove to everyone that he... 
<laughs> that he can juggle flags as well as as well as any fantasy Italian man in an, in an attempt to win the fantasy Italian woman of his dreams. <laughs> that was an Under the Tuscan Sun reference for anybody who wanted or needed that I, I, I needed it. Um, don't know if I wanted it, but I needed it. Great, because it was for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, honey. Yeah, You're I watched so that movie and still did not know what you were talking about. Well, you know what? That's always a sign of a good joke <laughs> is when you have to explain <laughs> why it's funny. My the comedic legend, but in is the he flesh. there though? Is he there? Yeah, sure. I'm rooting. Yeah, for there's him. there's there, there is a sort of a flag twirling competition uh, that has a bunch of uh, young people of all of all, all genders of all genders well, on the spectrum. And yes, uh, ages so meaning on the youth spectrum, I guess, because you just called them young people. They are young people. Uh, yeah, twirling flags. Like there, there's uh, there's like. There's dances. There's almost like Maypole-esque energy. Like right. it, there's a lot happening here. Okay. Well, yeah, we're just we're just weaving through that crowd. You're weaving through that crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, you eventually get to sort of the center of this town-ish, or like at least a, 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 an area that widens out a little bit into mm-hmm. like a square. It's probably not the center center it's of like a park, like the kind town. of one of yeah. those random parks in New York. It's and not Central Park. No, but not it's, Central Park. You know, it's there. Yeah, and so it's like a little wider area. That's the first sort of area you reach, and and uh, it widens out a bit, and you see that there's sort of this like uh, caravan thing with like a whole, not a hole, but like an open side. So that's kind of like a stage, and there's oh. like this. Kind of like morality play. Oh, a morality play? <laughs> you <laughs> well, mean my jam? Well, it's not a morality play, but like. But it could be. It could be, but it's like the vibe of it, like medieval theater yeah. happening sort of yeah. in the middle of this like area. Yeah, like in the trailer of The Green Knight, the Dev Patel vehicle that has regrettably been delayed because of this pandemic. Uh, and I'm fine about that. I'm doing fine about that. I believe in you, honey. You're going to make it to The Green Knight. <sighs> I hope so. <laughs> But yeah, so that is happening, and there's a lot of like young kids and their adult yeah. companions surrounding, watching this sort of play that is in the middle of happening right now. Beautiful. Can we kind of glean like, like, is it does it look like it's more at the beginning, or does it look like it's wrapping up? Um, it looks like it is. There seems to be some penultimate moment happening. Ooh, ooh, let's move closer. Yeah. Okay. So you move closer into this sort of this uh stage i don't know what else to call it. what do they what do they call them those things that people used to perform I don't, I don't, morality I, plays I, in the medieval ages and stalls i don't know yeah but you, i think i hope i didn't audience, pay attention during this part of theater history you I don't understand know. what i'm talking about yeah but you see that there are um there are sort of three bodies on stage uh one of them you see is sort of this young man with very long flowing hair and he has like well his hair is long-ish but he's wearing sort of like a fishing net on on his head almost as like a wig to make his hair maybe his hair quote-unquote look longer and he has sort of uh painted his skin to be like a bluish tone and he um you could tell this is almost like gestury like they're telling a story but they're also trying to make people laugh and so um yes this young man is wearing just sort of like literally like just shorts like loin clothy makeshift shorts oh, well. and he's shirtless and he's bluish and has his like fishing net on his head and you see that there is um behind him sort of this uh woman looking person who is wearing sort of very like 
beautiful oranges and yellows and she mm. has these sort of like uh, sort of paper mache looking wings that she <laughs> has wearing kind of like little fairy wings and she has long like auburn hair and she has this very like fun intricate like electric yellow eye and face makeup on and she's standing behind him sort of doing this very like 1950s uh may west like <laughs> shocked face damsel sort in of distress. damsel in distress kind of and I you wanted to come up and see me sometime <laughs> yeah and then in front of the blue the young blue man there is like this kind of larger male figure and he's wearing like very makeshift like definitely made out of like cardboard-esque material but like armor all over his body I like, see cardboard yeah like black armor all over his body and you see that they um that you're coming in in a moment where the the guy in blue is like jumping in front of the woman and you see him sort of put his head away from the <laughs> audience for a second and do something with his arm <laughs> and he puts his hand down and when he's and he's and his cheeks look a little puffed when he uh when he turns back and the the figure in the black oh, armor the magic of theater like, Punt, like pretends to punch him and he turns his face out and spits water all over the kids in the front row and the kids squeal with excitement and um and the the, the man in blue says you will not touch her <laughs> and 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 sort of uh does like this collision with the the armor yes. in black and they sort of freeze frame in this image of them both like punching each other like rocky or something yes. and the woman in yellow is like putting her hands over her face in shock and then this person in like in like a white tunic comes out and is like and that is when the drowned prince sacrificed his life for the phoenix and then the woman in yellow like runs off stage and the person in white like runs off because their lines are done. They're like kind of coming in and out as like a narrator <laughs> maybe. And they show and then the person in white pushes out like a tub oh. and they and then they sh they it's it's pretty messy. It's not like incredible I theater. Love it. I love um, it. It's rough the, theater. The person in black picks up the guy in blue and sort of starts giving him like a swirly in this tub <laughs> and uh and is cackling and laughing and um and then you see sort of the uh woman in yellow come back on stage and point at the man in black and as um the man in black sort of drops the body quote unquote of the of the the blue man he, you see he kind of turns his head to the side so he stays in the tub but he's not actually drowning um but he's staying there to sort of show Float that he is and dead. Be dead yes and um and the woman in yellow points at him and the man in black sort of reels in what looks like pain faux pain as these drums start beating from behind the uh the cap the cavern the caravan they start beating from behind the caravan and he writhes in pain and eventually uh falls to the ground and the person in white comes out again and they say they say the god joran was brought down by the god's wrath and the drowned prince sacrificed himself and we honor him today. And then, like, <laughs> and then he, the guy in blue, comes up and spits more water out on the kids, and the kids start <laughs> laughing. And then, like, he's like, "I was just murdered. <laughs> yeah. I was murdered." <laughs> and then, like, and um, 
uh, you know, the, the, all the cast comes out and they do their like very like they think they did a really good job and they're like, <sighs> and, they, and they, they're you know bowing and and then they're and then they have these kind of garlands of um, of blue flowers that they're throwing out and the kids are grabbing them and and they pick up the water and they just dump it on all the kids and the kids are just playing in the water and the actors get down and start dancing with the kids as as the music swells up from behind the caravan and you think that's probably the end of this sort of morality play that's in this uh, this little park if you will I'd say so. I'll, I'll turn to alex and be like oh that was cool right um yeah i they did really good <laughs> yeah it was pretty pretty experimental but it was pretty I was fun. really transported yeah i think that um she's she rolls she goes that's it's, it's really familiar to me but i don't know why they said joran so it had to be a story of the gods um i, I wonder if this is like the the festival of um of the bathtub man <laughs> maybe we could ask around yeah why not these people seem friendly enough all right so what do you who do you ask what do you do i just first person i see it's a little child <laughs> hello hi what is this festival you don't know N- no we're out of town <gasps> oh it's the best thing and oh it's the best thing all year it's so fun <laughs> it's 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 just where we honor we honor Kudal and we let him know that we love him and that his sacrifices uh for the gods weren't in vain and um do you know who you know who he is i i don't you are very articulate for your age <laughs> i know <laughs> I'm, I'm the dm and i didn't think about <laughs> little kids but also uh <laughs> i just it's, i look forward to it every year i've been going since i was a baby and we do it every year and he's sort of the god that we worship around here and we just think it's nice to let him know that we love him that's what my mom says where is your mom She's over there, and uh, you see that the mom is. Uh, he points at the person in yellow the, oh. that was on the pit in the oh. thing. Oh! And she's sort of like dancing with other A kids. Child of the theater. <laughs> yeah. And he says she does so good. That's funny. She's every year she does it. Every year she doesn't let anybody else do it. <laughs> got me. That got me. That got me. All right. Okay. I feel really good as a deal with my cute little child. Got you. Um, and Alex sort of says, yeah, that actually sounds um, kind of familiar. I think Kadal is the patron god of your town, right? Uh, and the kid says, duh. <laughs> and Alex sort of reels, like, very confused because she's like, oh, how, how rude. Okay. <laughs> she, she's an only child, right? Uh, you can infer. She was. Oh, I can infer. I think she mentioned that she uh, didn't know her parents growing up. Oh, I can infer. More sadly, yes. more solemnly. Uh, so she uh, sort of looks at this kid, and the kid runs off very quickly, just okay, to go back. To so amused, <laughs> and she goes, uh, "Yeah, much like with Bergo, I think Kudal is sort of the god of this town. I guess they're honoring him. I can't remember what he did. I mean, clearly he sacrificed, sacrificed himself. himself. I'm not as studied on him. He's kind of a." I remember him being kind of like a trickstery god. Oh, all right. But I don't really remember everything about him. He seems pretty trickstery, what with all the um, the spitting. <laughs> and and you look back, and the actor is like trying to find more water and like throw it on people. <laughs> like you can tell the actor is leaning in. Uh. And the kid, and you see the kid is is uh, who you just talked to is is now like on his mother's shoulders. I'm gonna weep. <laughs> ah! 
Nice. We didn't even ask that kid's name. But I'll remember him forever. <laughs> me, Rachel. Maybe not Alkaini, but me, Rachel. You, Rachel. 20 episodes from now, I'm going to be like, gosh. Remember that kid in Charvox? He was pretty cute. I just pulled he him out of my cute. ass. Yeah, He's pretty adorable. Fully, fully born of ass, pure of heart. <laughs> That's also me. <laughs> born of ass, pure of heart, baby. Whew. Um. All right. Well, let's uh wander around. All right. Um. So see if we can maybe find like any other uh, like like there's obviously like this main stage of the of the mm-hmm. caravan and i'm assuming that it's it's like the renaissance fair or it's like and the next showing will be in yeah, yeah, two yeah. hours it's fantasy 330 yeah you know? there's like a little sign posted with like kind of the times bad paint yeah <laughs> um yeah we, we should wander around until until the next showing is, and then maybe we can get, like, the whole story. Yeah, sounds good. Cool. Let's check this out. This is great. <laughs> this is awesome. I love this. <laughs> Roll a perception check for me. Are you about to run anywhere? No. Okay. I was like, and then the dragon arrives. <laughs> the dragon goes, knock, knock, baby. I was here the whole time. <laughs> the dragon's like, this is my festival now. And now, um, wisdom is now. Wisdom is perception? Yes, but you might be proficient at it. I can't remember. Oh, I am. That's why I've got plus four. Ooh. Right? I don't, I don't know what your skills are. Well, I, I would assume. No. For saving throws, it would matter, but not for this. No. Unless it is a saving throw. It is not. Okay. That is a 17. All right. So you're walking around the city, and you see that um, you're kind of just meandering around with the group of people, and you find yourself sort of noticeably moving in a very specific direction like everyone is sort of like exodus marching in a very similar direction that you kind of accidentally find yourself in and you eventually notice like oh we're all sort of moving in the same direction and it's these kind of tight not alleyways but tight streets that you're kind of weaving in and out as you two are wandering and looking at things and alex is pointing out uh various plants on balconies and telling (laughs) you what they're like their like official names are and what people usually use them for and she's like looking at all these plants and she's very excited about it and eventually you you're exodus marching if you will and you open up into this very large opening much 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 larger than the last sort of pocket you were in and you see the tallest building you have seen yet Mm -hmm. in this city and you see that you're almost in like a line to be entering it accidentally okay that's how far back it started and you see that it is like there's a huge opening there's another small moat that goes around it you see that there's like a moat within this city that goes around this really 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 tall glimmering cylindrical thing it's almost it's like the washington monument but like a cylinder yeah it's very tall it's very slender it is made out of this bright brilliant white marble with like uh blue veining in the marble okay was it like the leaning tower of pisa if someone fixed it sort of yeah yeah, so it's very straight up. It's very beautiful. And there's you see that there, uh, once again, is like sort of near the bottom and the top. There's like at different intervals, there is like waterfalls flowing out of it. Oh, wow. And it's just this beautiful, it's taller than any other building in this city. And you remember from even from when you were approaching it, you could see the top of it. Like, like sort a spire. Of, yeah, sort of coming from a distance. You could see the top of this in the middle of this sort of city line, if you will. 
and you're sort of in like a line almost to be getting into <laughs> it and you see that like it seems like most people are going here for some reason yeah sure why not we got until 3 30 yeah and you also see because of your perception check you see that this is sort of it's it, it seems definitely like a town squarey area that mm -hmm. this is the middle of and it makes this giant circle of like buildings and shops and just out of the corner of your eye you swear to god you see a building that looks familiar that's labeled ultra bookstore and library with an exclamation point at the end of it and you swear you see that and you're like but that was in the other city but you, you're pretty sure that's that building over there. Wait a second. <sighs> Would it be easy to get out of line? I mean, yeah, you can just walk, I guess. It'd be easy to get out of yeah, line. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Gotta run over to that bookstore. <laughs> you grab Alex, I assume, and yeah. pull her. And she's like, where are we going? Oh, look, look, it's the, yeah, 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 you see it? Is it a franchise? Uh, oh, I hadn't considered that. But how would they have fixed the sign so quick? I don't know. Let's go. So you pull Alex and you, you run over to this bookstore and you open the door and the little bell rings and there's people in there. And But it looks identical to the place you went in Rivermouth. And you see that there are, there's not like a lot of people, but there's there was no one in there last time, right? right? And so you see like, especially you see this like, um, you see this family with like a, uh, a, like a, a husband a wife and their kid and the <laughs> wife is um she's in a wheelchair and she's sort of like stacking up books on her lap and and the kid is on top of the dad's shoulders like picking up books from the top <laughs> and this family is sort of like smiling together and they're dressed in the accoutrement of the uh, festival and um and they're looking at books and then there's like two other people that are sort of by themselves just Browsing. looking through stuff but there's people in here do i see a friend you uh once the bell rings you see this the similar <gasps> like head of this of twill pop up or someone who looks like twill at least uh pop up over the things and and kind of make their way to the front and sees you and goes hi 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 what are you doing here what are you doing here i work i work here it's my my bookstore and library I yeah, with the exclamation point! I thought, like, I, I should be, uh, you know, I should be, like, maybe a little bit more, like, excited about it or something. You know? Yeah. 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 So, how did you move from Rivermouth so fast? Oh, I haven't moved. I'm always in the same place. I'm going to look at, Al not Alcan, I'm going to look at Alexandrite and be like, Wh what? Alex shrugs. So, like, wait. If we walked out right now, we'd still be in Charvas, right? Yeah, but if that person walked out and uh, he sort of points at a person that is over there, um, he says, uh, they've walked out of, I think they came in from Olten, maybe? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. This is so cool. This is like my baby. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna like touch books like like all of these books are now infinitely more special because they're in a magic a magic transportation shop <laughs> and he just sort of smiles his toothy grin at you with the same sort of chip in the front tooth <laughs> and, um oh this is so cool i'm I, can't, oh. I don't even i can't remember the the last time i've had uh recurring customers that's exciting oh oh buddy 
Oh, we're always going to come back. Oh, this is so cool. Do you have any books on... Uh, and I'm going to look at Alex like, what's it? Gun, gun, gun. Gun, 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 Gunther, the, who are the bathtub god. Kudal? Oh, yes. Yeah, I was so wrong on that. Gun, it was, it, well, G and K are like glottally similar. It's just a position kind of deal. Um, Yeah, that, yeah it's a Kundal. Kudal, yeah. Kudal. Yeah. Wow, learning new things every day. Do you have any books on Kadal? Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're actually over where those people are. And he points over at the family. Oh, wow. A couple, like, just books about that guy. And also, like, there's just, like, I think I have a couple copies of just a general history of the gods, kind of stuff like that. All right. Do you have any books on um, cardboard? Uh, fantasy cardboard. <laughs> Jumanji. What, what are you saying? I'm doing a bit. Jolly Rancher. Jared. Jared. Jared feels right. Jared, the fantasy cardboard villain. Are you looking at Alex right now? Yes. Joran? Yes. Jordan. Joran. Joran. No yep. D's. Joran. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Toilla's watching this interaction. She goes, uh, yeah, they're like, they're in the same, they're in the same spot. All right. Wow, we're gonna we're gonna pick up some of those this this go around. Those more, books, like more more purchases. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, man. This is yeah. Whoa, business is booming. And he points at <laughs> these like five people that are in there. That's such a that's such an indie bookstore. And he mood. says he says that exclamation point. I that's that did it. That did it. No, the magic was always there. We've been around for a while. People just don't come in no matter what city they're in. People just got to realize that's all. We're not going to be your first repeat customers. I feel it. I feel it in my horns. Oh, does it hurt? Nah, nah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. All right. Let's go pick up those books. <laughs> all right. <and> so yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so you sort of intersect with the family and um, the wife is sort of like wheeling over and she puts the books up on the counter and and uh, Twill starts checking them out. And um, and very sweet. Like Twill is so tall that this kid on their dad's shoulders <laughs> is like as tall as Twill. And Twill is is like checking out the books and writing prices in the little booklet and also making faces at this little kid and the little kid is giggling. And it's very, very sweet. And eventually Twill um sort of gives like a little piece of paper to the to the mother, like a receipt, and she starts counting out some money. And um Twill, you you look on as he kind of takes his like very like large hand and he puts it behind the kid's head and you you see he sort of does like some sort of very specific looking um hand motion okay and a small like little like toy boat sort of (laughs) forms in his hands and and he pretends to pull it out of the kid's ear and the little kid screams with glee and like takes it and uh, t- it's will takes the money and smiles as the family leaves, and you all are going over to the same section they were at, mm-hmm. and you see that it's like it's like a small but healthy section, and there seems to be different names. It it seems to be books that are sort of these like thick books that are all very kind of darkly colored, and they have like gilded, just yeah. singular names on the side, like see, volumes. Yeah, you see Kudal is a name. You see Joran is a name. You see a bunch of other names of who you are probably assuming are various gods. Okay. 
Yeah, let's check them out. Let's start Which with, ones? let's flip with, um, Twill mentioned there was like a general history of the gods. Yeah, that's over there. It's in that same section. It's I want to pull like that out and start overview. flipping through. On a hunch, I want to start flipping through. Okay. What are you, uh, what are you, are you looking for something specific? Or? Looking for lava. Okay. Um, roll investigation. Uh-oh. What? Did you just I roll that out of the, you almost roll that into a candle. Into the flame. <laughs> um... Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's going to be a four. Um, yeah, you're flipping through this book and you see a lot of names that you don't necessarily recognize. Um, you see that there are gods of like a f- like the forge domain, maybe, but you don't necessarily see like the word lava anywhere. Okay, do I see any images that look like what I saw in my my vision. With that investigation roll, you. What do you mean, like 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 the hand or the head or something like that? Well, I mean, not to bring this back to Dev Patel, but also to bring this back to Dev Patel. Always in the Dev Patel vehicle, the Green Knight, the trailer for the Green Knight. There yes. is that moment where he is with his little fox. He being Sir Gawain, played by Dev Patel. Mm-hmm. And he looks over, and there's, like, this monstrous, I mean, it could be a totally nice giant, but, like, you know, you, even though it's a split second, you get an immediate impression of an extremely enormous being, and you could pick him out of a crowd later, you know? Not just by size, but, like, I have the red eyes, I have the soot-covered face, I have lava, <coughs> That was a pretty roll, low investigation. It was a horrible. Role. Yeah, and so you don't. I mean, like I said, like I think the most you're gonna get when you think of like soot lava, you're gonna see like some forged domain gods. Can I can I d- delve into into those chapters? Uh, sure. So gods that sort of represent the forged domain in this um this pantheon. Joran is one of them. Okay. Yes. Uh, so he is a forge domain, and it looks like I have my I have all my gods pulled up. Uh, there is a god named uh, Puthos. Okay. F- or Puthos. He is the god of honor. He's also oh. a forge domain. Uh, you also see. Da, 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 da. You see, those are actually the only two gods that are that really represent the forge domain in a prominent way. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be like, hey, Alex. Yeah, this is Joran. And if you point <laughs> to like a page of him, yeah. Um. So yes, you see that. Um. There isn't like a picture of him in there. You see that it 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 has sort of since it's just a brief overview of the gods. Um. Can I interrupt you, super quick? Yeah. Can I call over to Twill and be like, are there any children's books on the gods? Uh, is that a different section, or should we just keep looking over here? Uh, I mean, it would be in the like kids, the kids section. All right, but let's go to the kids section. Like, I'm assuming Alex has picked up at least one very sensible book <laughs> because she is she is dealing with this in a linear fashion. Okay. All right, you run to the kids section. Yeah. Is that before you do you do you read the stuff about about the two gods first? I'm or? still holding on to the book. Okay. I didn't know if you wanted to know the information that you I'm saw about with to your get, eyeballs. I'm about to get real junior college, Rachel, in terms of research papers. 
Okay. <laughs> let's go to the kids I'm section. I'm so confused. Let's go to the kids okay, section. Let's find let's find an unlikely source and, and stretch it. Stretch it as far as we can. Okay. You go to the kids section and um yeah, there probably is like a children's sort of more illustrated story of if at least for the city, the story of Kudal, there's there's like basically like the morality play you saw. Yeah. As a kid's book. Alright, let's throw that open. Alright. Uh, so you... I'm going to flip to a page until it's like Joran. Okay. Yeah. So you flip to a page that has um, art that it, it's more cartoony. It's very Disney looking almost. I love it. This very... Yeah. But it, it is still kind of a scary image of this sort of like helmed looking black helmed? knight. Um, a black knight? Yes. Black knight with um, with bright red eyes and, and <gasps> a, uh, a, a sword that seems to have been like reforged together, which you know from the from like our very first session that is the symbol of Joran is like a reforged sword, like a sword with a crack yes. in it that has been reforged. So you see that and you, and the image is sort of of like, it's just like a solo image. It's like introducing, cause it's a short book. It's like introducing him into this narrative. And then the next page shows um, him sort of almost um how every you know every production of Romeo and Juliet shows Romeo and Juliet like dancing with their hands almost touching like yes. intertwined almost touching it's it's Joran holding his hand up and and the woman who you think the woman in yellow was playing it, you the see it phoenix, as the fairy phoenix phoenicius who is the goddess of like rebirth and sun you know the phoenix queen yeah. is famous for having for being believed to be the last person who is connected to a bloodline of the gods and she is connected to she is theoretically if you if you believe what everyone believes or what most people in this country not everybody but most people in this country believe she is the last remaining descendant of a god and that god is phoenicius the phoenix and you see that their hands are sort of intertwined like not intertwined but they're sort of almost touching and their arms sort of cross a bit Mm -hmm. and they're staring at each other and you see like in the art in the background um you see like a small blue physical like physical looking person <laughs> a Ta- person, tangible yeah. man tangible man um the next page sort of shows this blue person who you think is probably kudal and kudal this image of him looks like a yeah like a kind of very like pale but like blue undertone skinned man with very long flowing like kind of green mermaid hair almost (laughs) and he has like things sort of intertwined in his hair and he has these deep black eyes and and you see the next sort of page is is art of him once again still cartoony and sweet looking on at these two with sort of a um pained look on his face like perhaps he's in love with one of them i you could maybe infer that but um the text suggests otherwise. <laughs> the text, the, te- <laughs> the text, the DM said no. No, well, the, the text in the book, uh, you know, it's it's very kid-like. It's very short, like a couple sentences. Yeah. But it says like, it says, um, you know, it, it said like, the trickster himself began to worry for his sister. Oh, that's new information. Uh, and uh, and you see the next. The next page is now Joran like grabbing at the throat of Phoenicius and pulling her in, and like uh, it's it's not as um, graphic because it is a children's novel, but but you get the is, sense that that wasn't is, a very nice thing this to is, do. This is the story, and their faces are very close now, 
and um, you then the next page is is Kudal looking up at this bright light, this sort of ethereal looking figure that doesn't even, it doesn't even look like a humanoid, but you can tell that it's making the shape of what a person might be. And um, you see that this, the, the text beneath this sort of like bright, shapeless, genderless orb <laughs> of a thing. Oh, my sort ideal of form. Looking, yeah, it's sort of looking down. Men, why down. does she look like this? <laughs> Men, what is preventing what you is from preventing looking, you like from like looking like this? Uh, and you see that it looks down and it says, prove yourself to Kudal. And so, because, and you skipped a lot of the beginning yeah. of the book, so yeah. you don't even know really what the beginnings of this god is. We have time. But you see that the, the next couple pages you're flipping is him like running towards and pushing Joran off of Phoenicius <gasps> and fighting him and the next pages are these is this glorious battle that happened between uh, these two gods and Phoenicius looking on in in pain and being held back by this sort oh of gosh. like being held back by this sort of like shapeless orb that's telling her she needs she needs to stay safe and this is some complicated see, family dynamics. You see the fall of Kudal shown in this. And the, um, you see that Joran grabs him eventually, a weakened Kudal, by the back of his neck and, and holds him into the water until breath falls oh. and his body sinks. And the last image you see is sort of like a hand reaching out of the water as it sinks and then the last page is sort of like huh. the last page is, is Joran turning around to a face, a mirage of various godlike beings all standing at the ready. And you see that the text indicates and this is when the fall and the banishment of the god Joran began. And then the next couple pages are sort of like Joran, like Kudal's physical existence ended that day he but is he lives on but his spirit it doesn't say this in that many words but if you flip in the general book mm -hmm. you see that all the gods at one point had physical bodies and existences right. on this earth on this world and eventually as after the war they had basically with their fellow god Jorn where they banished him took him down and locked him away which is, I think you kind of learned that yeah. in Bayergo. After that war, they decided, the gods, at least the creator gods, decided that gods did not need to remain on this earth or else they would, they would destroy it. So they all abandoned and let go of their physical selves. And because they had, they had caused so much destruction and strife to the people they vowed to lead and care for they abandoned their physical bodies and the gods left this earth wow and then and so they are their spirits still quote unquote exist gods are still worshipped gods still have influence They've and power a different form and um joran not joran well yes but kudal is the only god who did not get a choice his oh. his physical form was taken from him by force which the gods did not even know it was possible until a fellow god killed one of themselves, one of their own. And so that's why Kudal is sort of famous is because he is he was a trickster god who who led a life of of trickery and um, 
mischievous mischief um you know he was sort of like a her- hermes i guess i don't know like yeah. like a mischievous a god brother but when it came down to it he risked his life to protect his own and lost his own life in the process and he's a heavily worshipped god just because that sacrifice means a lot to people i yeah, think no kidding um and that's so fantasy accountability and so so i think that you don't get all of that just in the kids book but flipping between the yeah. maybe the yeah, book of kudal that that alex brings over the general book of gods and the kids book you have all three yeah, books they're all spread out surrounded this is research paper time yeah and you sort of see that you sort of piece together that story of kudal and this this sort of um city and so Sharvas is the birthplace of him and you find in the book of Kudal that there is a large sort of for lack of a better word cathedral in the center of the city called and the well that is the thing we saw that is indeed wow and it's called the well and it is his literal birthplace it is like <gasps> the the oceanic water that he was birthed in and that's probably why people are sort of marching yeah, no to the well. No kidding. No kidding. Um, question for you. Yeah. Does this bookshop, like, is the children's section a children's section? There's, like, a little area for people to sit and stuff and read, like, like story times. Where it's, like, brightly colored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we got all this shit laid out in the children's section and are, like... Like Charlie Day on It's Always Sunny yes. Connecting the Dots. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, okay. Let's neatly put the books up. All right. I want to buy I want to buy the kids book. Okay. And I want to buy the big book of the gods. Okay. That will run you maybe like three gold. Cool. Let's do it. All righty. Go up to Twill and be like, made my selection. I'm glad you found what you needed. Yeah. Wonderful. I, oh, I'm just, I'm so excited to have like people that come back that's so exciting oh we're gonna keep coming back we're gonna keep coming back bro <laughs> that makes me very happy yeah. i I'm, I'm very glad you're 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 around you're running a great establishment what an excellent callback from my dm thank you <laughs> yeah so i'm gonna buy those books all right you buy those books you put them in a bag all right i'm gonna look at alex and say Let's go check out that well. What our hero does not see is that about two days south, in the ruins of the tents and the campsite where the battle with the Dread Knights happened, there are two figures. Both of them are incredibly covered and and, and shielded from the sun. The tablet that Alcyone threw is still there in the ground. Two hands reach down and grab it and pull it up. From the eyes, we can tell it is the young man. His face is mostly covered, but it is him. He looks down at the tablet. He looks over his shoulder and says, she got away. She'll know soon enough. He turns fully to see another figure that is fully cloaked, and once again eyes cut up from beneath the hood, and it is the female assassin from the other night. She responds, Dear brother, she won't live long enough to find out. 
everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dungeon Wives. Thank you. Um, as usual, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at... Dungeon Wives. Yeah. Um, that's, we're going to have a pretty quick social media riff because we have something more important that we want to talk about today. Uh, so there's been a lot going on lately, as I am sure you all have noticed, uh, and we wanted to take a second and make some space to say some things that are important to us and things that are just important in general. The gist of it is that this month, all Patreon income for us will be donations to organizations in Minnesota supporting anti-racism initiatives. From this point on, content warning for police brutality, murder, and racism. Uh, we want to call out the names of George Floyd, Ahmad Arbery. Nina Pop, Brianna Taylor, Regis Korchensky Piquet, and Tony McDade. Black Lives Matter, Black Grief Matters, Black Love Matters. Minnesota Freedom Fund has asked that people check out a few other organizations to donate money to, and so this month all Patreon money for Dungeon Wives will be going to Reclaim the Block and Black Visions Collective. We'll also be posting some donation links on our Twitter, at Dungeon Wives, when this episode drops, and we encourage you to donate yourself. There are lots of organizations that need our support right now. It's not just these two. And not just organizations, people, GoFundMe. Yeah. There's a lot of ways to help. It's easy to feel like there's nothing you can do. There is. Yes. You have a lot more power than you think you do. And so we are really thankful to our patrons for supporting us in a lot of ways, but especially supporting us so that we can give back to the community and give back to people who need it. Yep. We hope you all are staying safe. We hope you're washing your hands and we really, really hope you're taking care of yourselves. We love you all. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. Dice out. Now. Game. This is a fifth edition D&D actual play podcast. Decla rolls her eyes. Don't just size at the amateur. Kasni wakes back. Darren points and laughs. You find a potato. I give you a very disapproving look. Express disdain is a camper. Kasni, help! <laughs> Maybe we're just celebrating life. Come on! Shut up! Yay, the power of imagination. You guys done fooling around? My clothes are innocent. Why, you bastard. Kasni sighs deeply. <laughs> I ship it. Welcome to the dumb party. Blame the dice. It's alright to blend into the night. Dawn is going naked. That sounds like an awful idea. We left him alone for one day. Yeah, you just hear a loud dong. Well, that's not uh, ominous. Isn't the sunset every single day? Yeah. No. We have a mystery to solve. Next time on Four Fools in a Chair. Kazni? Mima! Dice Out Now Game. Find us on iTunes and wherever else you get your podcasts. <laughs>